Baruchim Abba, welcome everyone to our Friday uh, share on the Parsha. We're going to um, learn a few important Devei Torah on Parshas Vayigash. We're going to go to our site, RabbiDG.com. We're going to start with uh, Elevate Your Shabbos Table. And if anybody wants to subscribe, please, uh, you can go to our site, you click subscribe button, and it will come to your inbox every Arab Shabbos, as well as Wednesday. Um, we'll share information. Let's begin with uh, the amazing Hanhaga of Yosef HaTzadik. After Yosef reveals himself to his brothers, the Pasuk says, He kissed all his brothers and he cried on them. And the Shlach Kaddish asks, it should have been the other way around. The brothers were the guilty ones. They should have asked his forgiveness. And therefore they should have come to kiss him. Why is he kissing them? You know, he, it's almost as if he's appeasing them. Now there is a comment of the Ramah. And there's a Shaila in Halacha. Whether if somebody sins against you and you kiss them. Is that Mechila? Does kissing someone show that you're Mechila them? But... Um, the Shlach Kaddish says that from this Hanhaga of Yosef, we see the the wondrous uh, character of Yosef HaTzadik. Even though they were the ones who should have been appeasing him, he so thoroughly eradicated any hatred or animosity from his brothers that he acted as if he was the one who was at fault and he's the one who needs to appease them. Even though they basically ruined his life and they sent him away from his father... And they sent him away from his family, and he had to spend 22 years in a foreign land. No, Yosef didn't look at it that way. He looked at it that God sent him there, and in order for to remove any animosity between him and his brothers, he went out of his way to act as if uh, he was the guilty one. Then the Shlach Hader says that Yehuda was sent by Yaakov to Goishen, Rashi says, to establish a yeshiva. So the Shlach Hader says it's very important to observe the fact that when going down to Mitzrayim, the first thing Yaakov Avinu did was establish a yeshiva. From here we learn that one always has to dedicate the first and the beginning to Ruchnias. When you go somewhere, when you do something, when you embark upon something, the Tzorach Gavaya, that which is needed for uh, the spiritual aspect, should always be first. Once you could do that, then you could address your physical needs. So you build a house, First, you want to designate a place where you can learn and daven. You wake up in the morning, you should be focused on your avoida. And that is what Yaakov Avinu did when he came down to Mitzrayim. Okay, now we go to the Ben Ashri, which is also available here on the site. And actually, um, I have very good news to tell you. And that is we're already on our second year of the Ben Ashri. So you could scroll all the way down and... You could get Vayigash of last year, which there are many amazing Divetar last year, and then you have Vayigash this year. Okay, so, interesting, Yehuda makes a proposal to Yosef, he says, let me take the place of Binyamin. And Rashi says, I'm better than him in every manner. L'chol davar anim u'lamimenu. L'gevura, for strength, v'lemelchama, for warfare, u'lashamesh, and for service. And the Sifsei Chachamim tries to identify these three 
categories, Gevura, Mochama, Lashamesh. And he says Gevura is needed either for Mochama or Lashimosh. In other words, I am uh, better in Gevura, and Gevura is used either for Mochama or Lashamesh. And the Ben Ashri says, no, that's not correct. The Mechilas Kvoid HaToyra of the Sifsei Chachamim, he seems to have forgotten the important principle of the Toysus Yomtif, namely that you cannot use the word koil all for two things. Koil implies at least three things. So this these must be three separate categories. And the Ben Lashri identifies what are these three categories. Category number one is Gevura, brute strength to fight war. In battle, on the battlefield, at the war front, you need brute strength. Then, Milchama refers to Tachsisei Milchama, the protocol of war, the ritual of war, how to march, how to conduct oneself, all the various ceremonious aspects of warfare, and I could serve you, what does that refer to? To serve the king, you have to have the ability to hold back from idle conversation, laughter, bodily needs, and uh, in all of these three respects, Yehuda said that he is... um, uh, preferable. Okay. Now, um, it says that Yosef could not withhold himself for all, to all those who were standing alove on him. Baruch What does that mean? Yosef could not, uh, withstand all those who were standing alove. Literally means on top of him. The Chosim of Lublin says it should have said Etzloi, next to him. What does it mean, Alav? So the Ben Loshi says as follows. Chazal tell us in Chagigo Yedal Ramad Beis that Rabbi Yeshua, when he darshan, the Malachi Asher is gathered and they rejoiced. They came to listen like people who come to watch the merriment of the Chos and the Kala. And the Medrash says that when Yehuda and Yosef would argue, the Malachi Ashoris said one to another, come and descend and we'll see, and come and watch how the ox and the lion gore each other. So, the Ben Lashri says that this dispute between Yosef and Yehuda was like Maisa Merkava, and by the way, we could add, uh, not only is the, they were mamish, uh, etched on the Merkava, they were etched on the Merkava, because uh, there is an Ari on the Merkava, there's a Shar on the Merkava, and the Malachi Ashares came to watch this battle. So Yosef could not contain himself for all the Malachi Ashares that were Nitzavim Alav, that were literally hovering over him. It was such a epic encounter, with such sanctity, and it it caused a great gathering of the Malachi Asheris. They were literally Nitzavim Alav. They were standing over him. All the Malachim came to watch this epic battle between the uh, Ari and the Shar. Okay. One more idea. The brother said, you know, come let us live in Goishen because we don't have pasture for our sheep because the famine is very heavy in the land of Canaan. And it's interesting, the brother said, we don't have pasture, we don't have food for our sheep because of the famine. Is that really the most difficult travail of a famine, that you can't feed your sheep? 
What about the fact you can't feed yourself? What about the fact that the family had no food? Why are the brothers only focusing on the sheep not having food? And Ben Lashu says that regarding the food in their house, they were not concerned. Because, as the Gemara says in Tainus, Blessing is only found in something that's hidden from the eye. So in the house, where nobody knows what's going on in the pantry, so whatever little bit they had, God could send a blessing to, and uh, the Rebunisham could provide a bounty from the little they had in the house because it was sort of hidden from uh, people's eyes. But the pasture in the fields was open to the public, and God would not send a blessing to it, so they were much more concerned about food for the sheep than uh, f- than servicing um, their own families. Okay, Rabbi, so these are five amazing Devetar and Parshas Vayigash, and we will proceed to our shir on Tefillah. Okay, we'll be starting momentarily. Okay, battery timeout.